I mean, I think it's cool you want to learn guitar, but I would have thought it would have been for something better than more than words. Oh, shit, we're on. Okay, sorry. Do you remember, it's funny you just did that. I used yeah. to always think, remember in PTI, part of the interruption? Yeah. They used to do those cut-ins like during a commercial break. <laughs> yeah. And you know those guys hated it. They never, they never ever caught the guys. It was right. always like, hey, guys, we're going to do a cut-in for three seconds. Here you yeah. go. And I always wonder why they just didn't do like punchlines to yeah, jokes. Yeah, just do stuff like that. Wrecked him and almost killed him. Boom, yeah. go to the break. You know? I just, it's, it's funny. I was driving in here and uh, I heard a guy, it was John Hine on Stern Show. Yeah. I don't know how old it is. And he was talking about during quarantine, wanting to learn how to play guitar. And he was trying to play stuff and it's awful. And I was just like... <laughs> Dave, I think there was a phase when I was maybe 16, 17 for like a month where you go, oh, I want to learn how to play guitar. And a buddy like loaned me a guitar and an amp. And an amp. Yeah. You from the amp. That's cool. Yeah. from I think the amp came from Moonlight Music, which is right next to La Paloma and Encinitas. You knew within like three days. No, it's never going to happen. Gonna happen. I'm never going to replace Eric Clapton <laughs> or Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Was there ever a time in your life when you go, man, I could play guitar? No, I'll tell you what. I know, number one, I couldn't play the guitar. And I know yeah. I'll never be able to play the piano. You right. know what I mean? Right. There's certain things I'm not going to try. And I'll tell you why I know I can't do it. Because I don't type the way you're supposed to type. Yeah. Like I, t- I went to typing class. Yeah. And I... Jeff and I spent a lot of time, we used to have to spend a lot of time on the computer, like four hours a night. And I remember yeah. telling myself when we were doing this, I'm going to teach myself to type the right way, the exactly. way I learned. Because we have so much, I go, fuck, I'm going to get something out of this. Yeah. Not like I'm applying to, for a secretary, but, uh, but I wanted to be able to do it the right way. And you know what? I still fucking suck at it. I still yeah. suck at the numbers. Mm-hmm. I still have trouble with my pinky. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, there's no way I could ever play no. the fucking piano. Or there's no way I could learn the guitar. I'm just not fucking talented enough to... To do those things. My f- my favorite clip in, well, I mean, Step Brothers is such a great movie. I watched it like twice this weekend. Did you? Yeah, it just kept running. When, uh, when Brennan goes behind the drums, we all think that we can go in there, right, yeah. and play Led Zeppelin. And then if you've ever sat behind a drum set... We all look exactly like Will Ferrell looks, where you just don't know what to do. Yeah. So you just start hitting things and Everything. then hit the cymbal a lot. Yeah. And you miss. How many times do you not hit the drum yeah. flush? Yeah. You hit the middle. If you have no... <laughs> you like to think because you could hit a baseball at some point. They have some kind of hand-eye coordination. No, you can't... Foot, high, high shit. But we're good at this. Click, 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 click. Like... <laughs> Clanging the sticks together. All right. If somebody bought you a drum set today. Yeah. Or And you were setting up. How quick are you going out to buy the wristbands? Because oh. you're going to start sweating. No, I wouldn't worry. <laughs> you notice how John C. Raleigh yeah, has the wristbands yeah. on? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I'd worry about the wristbands. I would just know probably within a week, right? Because there used to be Guitar Center in La Mesa. I think they're out. But there's one in Hollywood that you go when into. When was that? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I think that one in La Mesa, I just went to that one a few years ago. You think that one's out? The one in Grossmont Center? Maybe it's still Center? there. Maybe it's still there. Yeah, I guess it's there. That's where I bought this fucking amp. <laughs> the one, I mean, the, the board. The board? Use, the board we use. Yeah. And, man, you go in there, and I remember 
gosh, my kids were like fourth, fifth grade, and they were talking about doing guitar lessons. And so they offer them there. And then God bless them. They were like, nah, we don't want to do that. They they didn't they tapped out before we even your started. kids tapped out not guitar center so I, we can't teach these fucking kids yeah no 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 <laughs> and then they had talked about doing drum lessons and uh, you walk in there can you imagine if both your kids played the drums you had like dueling drum guys in yeah. your house yeah living there with John Stamos and Dennis Wilson and all of a sudden like you look at the drum set set up and you go man that is cool right yeah. But have you ever lived next to a guy? I got a guy down the street plays who the plays drums, the drums, and he's good. It yeah, does, I never you, get tired of it. But you never know what he's playing. No, I don't know, but I know it doesn't sound like me. Yeah, like he, he sounds like he's playing. Unless he's playing Wipeout, <laughs> right? That's the sterno. He plays Wipeout. It's like the only thing he knows how to play. Yeah, not like you're sitting there and you go, "Ah, oh, that's Gimme Shelter." Yeah, you know, he's like, "No, it's not." The goddamn <laughs> Carpenters. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Shit. Try it again. Oh, okay. I, I, Yeah, I hear it. It's leaving on a jet plane. It's funny how many people will tell you who a good drummer is, but yet they don't play the drums. Well, how do you know how good they are? Yeah, what do you know, asshole? <laughs> don't tell me about Neil Peart. I was just... Peart. God, there's no nobody in the world... I'm not Canadian. Nobody in the world who needs to get punched faster in the face than anybody who collect, corrects you, Dave. Hey, man... Sorry, Rush sucks. <laughs> if if Getty Lee tried out for my oh, garage Jesus. band, we'd be like, dude, you are not singing. No. God, who, what did, did you sleep wrong, Getty? No. No. <laughs> and and then they, you go, man, I tell you what, I'm not a Rush fan, but it it's fun hearing Neil Peart. It's uh, it's Peart. Oh, fuck you. Fuck off, okay, clown. You, right. know, <laughs> you know who they are. Oh, dude, I got one of my closest friends has seen Rush more than like fifty times. Oh, loves loves Rush. And when he died, he, he was devastated. There was, but he, okay. So hold on, real quick. Yeah. So when you were in high school, and it might have mm-hmm. been like when you were a freshman in high school. Yeah. Rush was big, right? Of course. Okay. Like Rush Rush was big. I remember my sister's time. Yeah. And Ben Halen was 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 timeless. But I always laugh that I remember sitting in class, like no matter what class I moved to, yeah. there was a fucking Van Halen symbol some, that somebody, somebody drew. Yep. Either drew or cut it with a knife. Always. <laughs> right. Always. They were always desk, pretty good. Yes. Always. Every desk I had was a Van Halen the symbol. The lines were evenly yeah. margined yeah. in the wings. Yes. Like coming off the H and coming. You know what? Yeah. But you saw a lot of Rush and ACDC. Those yeah. three were always in the desk. Oh, there were two I'd be proud of. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Do you know anything about music? Do you not understand? How do you not enjoy Spirit of Radio? You know, as soon as Getty starts singing. Um, Neil Peart. Wrote a book called Ghost Rider. Now, that book was 75% pretty good because people that don't know his story in the 90s, man, he went through a horrible deal. I think it was around 95 or 96. His daughter left home and was driving to college and got killed in a car accident. Wow. 
And it was so devastating, as you can imagine, Dave, right? You understand this, that within a really short period of time, his common-law wife developed cancer, and he lost both of them. They were a family of three. Wow. And he lost both of them in less than a year. And at that time, he kind of quit Rush. He took a break from Rush, and he got a BMW motorcycle, and he went on a, a ride. And Ghost Rider is the story of that. My problem with the book is there are pages upon pages of letters that he has written to a friend of his from the road where he's talking about stories that none of us know what the fuck is going on. And I, I, I mean, but if you can get by that and you just read a guy t- trying to come to grips with the grief, man, it was an amazing book. Amazing. And then I still get Rolling Stone. Yeah. Do you uh, really? Yeah, I still get it. Dude, honestly, God, I had no idea it existed still. Yeah, it still exists. It used to be, I think, every other week, and now it's monthly. But I always get emails where I can subscribe for the year for like 30 bucks. Yeah. And, and I still like it. God damn, Dave, they wrote an article a couple months back about his final year, how he had retired from Rush and he found out that he had brain cancer. And they said that one of the things that impacted him as a kid was that he ended up in a lake and he was close to drowning. And people, like his neighborhood kids, were just kind of laughing as he was close to drowning. And eventually two guys pulled him out. But it impacted him so deeply, as you can imagine, that he always had trouble with crowds and he always had trouble with people. He just didn't trust people. But it tells the story. I'm joking about Getty Lee. Getty Lee is so great in this article talking about the the last year with his friend. And the I'm sorry for Rush fans. The other guitar player, Alex, something with an L. These guys tell this story about that they would go out and do meet and greets with fans. And he would stay in the back. And everybody wanted to meet him. But he just, he wasn't comfortable but he lived in Santa Monica, he lived in Santa Monica with his girlfriend. And this one guy tells his story in Rolling Stone that said during the last months of his life, he went back and he listened for the first time to a lot of Rush music. And I know there are Rush fans there that were deeply impacted by the music. I get all that. I think it's cool. And they said that he went back finally in the final stages of his life and listened to it. And they said that they felt like he uh, he finally came to peace with like realizing he had made music that had impacted a lot of people's lives. Like Good. amazing guy, man. Really, I mean, we we fuck around and joke about people that that are so devoted to Rush, but it's no uh, it's no insult to uh, Getty Lee or the guitar player or uh, or Neil Peart because they're pretty cool guys that made a huge impact, especially in Canada, man. You go to Canada. You can't even joke about Rush. Like, they're beloved. Those guys... Can you joke about Brian Adams? Oh, they... Yeah, they fucking hate Brian Adams up there. It's funny. They don't want to hear anything about Cuts Like a Knife. (laughs) They think he's a big bitch. But they love Tragically Hip up there. Those guys, Gord. Yeah, it's cool. But, But no, I just read... Like, Ghost Rider was... Like I said, other than probably 75 pages that were devoted to these letters to these friends where you're like, I don't know what any of this shit means. Um, yeah. As he was trying to come to grips with what was going on in his life. I mean, 
just and he could just blend in. Nobody knew who he was. But he tells these stories, and Dave, I'm sure you can relate. He said he'd be in these small little coffee shops in these motels in the middle of nowhere, and he'd just be sitting at the counter, and he would just break down. Yeah. Because the grief of losing um, his girlfriend who'd been with him for, like they said, his common-law wife and his daughter just devastated him. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Really, really good. All right, I want to ask you a couple questions as you were talking. So you said your kids went in with an idea to play the guitar. Why did they both back out? And have you ever said to them, you got to play something? Like, you no. got to do something? No, we've never. That's the one thing. It's funny. They were annoying as fuck last night. They were just, I don't know, man. Did you play Rudy for them? Was that Thursday? It's supposed to be tomorrow, but it'll be determined if it actually happens. I, I got a better movie Might for play you. Bad Boys for them. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I might I, play Full Metal Jacket and tell them to assume their pile. Oh, my God. All right. So it's a couple things. One is you said Rudy, and mm-hmm. then I started thinking, no, that's the wrong movie for these kids that are excited about football. Rudy's about the scrub that shouldn't have been on the team. And it was all fake. Yeah, and it was fake. You, should, you Go with, like, Remember the Titans or something. Oh, that's a good you That's know, a good one. We are Marshall. What, we are Marshall. Oh, well, well, fucking everybody dies. How about not playing? How that about wine? the guys? How well, about they'll be afraid to play road games? Well, they don't fly. The gross man. You ever hear of a car accident? Jesus Christ! No, Just play. Remember think... the Titans. All right, that's a good one. Actually, a kid does get paralyzed. Yeah, way to one. go. <laughs> All right, way to go, Gene Siskel. What's <laughs> driving a car, not on the football field? Okay. Why, do you, why don't you play the Rocky Blyer story with, with Bob Urich? With your boy Bob Urich. Brian Song? Yeah. Go ahead. Why don't you play that one? How great's Brian Song? Brian Song's just one of the all time great. You can end up with fucking Gus, the kicking mule and shit. Yeah. Chip. No shit. What the? <laughs> Unnecessary roughness with Kathy Ireland. Go ahead. Why don't you get that one? All right. So here's the why I ask about the instrument. My kids didn't play an instrument either. No. But everyone I know who has a kid that went to like an Ivy League school or straight A student, whatever, I always say, hey, is there one thing that you did that you think helped your kids develop. And they go, mm. we made them play an instrument. We made all of our kids play an instrument. So one thing they always uh. have in common, that they say it's something about opening your mind or something the way your your brain works, that playing an instrument is huge. Yeah. So you so. just said, fuck it. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I just, because my feeling is if you push them into something, eventually the day is going to come when they hate it because it wasn't their decision. I was lucky that my mom, nobody ever in, in I don't want to word it like that. They always encourage you to do stuff, but they never pushed you to do a particular What did your mom thing. ever encourage you to do that you didn't do? Um, I think the thing that drove my mom absolutely crazy and upset her was that I just completely gave up on my education in high school because I was just too busy fucking loving life. God, it was so much fun. So much fun. It's like cake parties and working. Working at liquor stores. Uh, yeah, I didn't work at the liquor store in high school. I worked at uh, the warehouse. But we had money. My buddies were older. Everybody had access to beer. We just fucking partied, and it was so fun. And I just had no time at all to apply myself to anything. So when you like your report card would come out, what would your mom say? Oh, she lost her mind. <laughs> she lost her mind. Everything. My entire report card was D, 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 uh, like A and P, E, D, everything. And I'd been A's all the way through eighth grade, which 
I got to tell my kids now they get good grades. I go, who gives a shit? Do it in high school. I was able to do it through eighth grade. Big deal. <laughs> Is that you tell them? Yeah. See, a lot of parents will keep that quiet. That it, None of this means shit until high school. Then oh, it really counts. no. I'm, I'm total disclosure. See, but I always think if you tell them too early, they'll half-ass it through eighth grade. But what's funny, like we had this English teacher, Judy Henry. You she's remember a, her first name? Oh, yeah. She Jesus. was a hot little thing, and she'd rub my shoulders all the time. She was probably mid-50s. Yeah. And- uh, Seen that movie. Yeah. Well, I thought there was a chance to make that movie a couple of different times. And she had this English class, so we would write- Dude, we were like 11th grade, and we would write full skits for this English class, and we'd rehearse them and get costumes. We were the only people that did it. Fuck, we were always getting C-minuses. This fucking bitch didn't give a shit. Didn't blow us, didn't give us anything. And then we had friends that like would write the paper on Sunday night at 10.30, B-plus, A-minus. And I'd still hold a grudge, but she passed away from cancer. Oh. But, well, I I absolutely put the effort in in that class. Because I thought I was going to fucking close the deal. And, and yeah. You lost twice. I lost twice. (laughs) Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for that. We put the effort in. Me and my buddies, Scott King. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think of who else was in there. We put the goddamn effort in in that class, and she didn't see it. All right. Here's the other football question for you. All right. Okay. So let's say your kids try out for Helix's football team like you were talking about two days ago. And they're in it for a month, and they go, oh, we fucking hate it. Yeah. We let them quit. Well, I'll tell them this. If you quit, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Just finish out the season. Finish out one. Yeah. They've had different sports that they that they had talked about getting out of. But I just say, you quit, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. It's That's like it. telling a kid in high school and it's going to end up on your permanent record. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I think you quit anything. And I and I would tell them, Dave, ultimately it would be their decision. But you do it today, it leads the it opens the door to quit a lot of things in it your sure life. Does. It's easy to regret. quit, it's hard to persevere. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. But every guy in that school is going to know that you quit. Every person in that, not every person, but every guy on that team, every coach that sees you walking on campus would know that you quit. Yeah. And I don't think that's who you want to be. Wow. So. Have you, just curious, have you signed your kids up for the next school year already? Yeah, they've already been accepted to Helix. Okay. So, so I'm excited. So do you know when they start football practice? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we actually, uh, June and July is okay. when things go. That's cool. That yeah. They're going to be doing the whole summer workouts and weightlifting yeah, programs they were and all gonna, that. They were going to kind of go out, and I know their mom had talked about doing a couple of different things like trips, but I said to her, I go, you do that. They've never played organized sports. You take them out and they miss anything. They're so far behind. I think there's a lot of kids that ninth grade may be the first time they played. But you come back after goofing around for two weeks, um, it's really, really hard to catch up. A lot of coaches won't let it go. A school like Helix, I'm just guessing, they probably run the whole deal. Once you sign up for school... Yeah. Don't plan on taking vacations for four years. This is this, well, during football season. I think it's you're, great. You're a football player. I think it's great. I think what what you learn, Dave, is discipline and learning a schedule and learning responsibility. A lot of those different things. Um, if you sign up and you make a commitment to do it, then do it. Yeah, is my feeling. And you can you can do vacation later on. But I think right. Ah, let him be a kid. No, I mean if that's fine. But don't tell. This is being a kid, though. It is. 
Yeah, I think I it mean, is. I mean, you and I can't go play high school football. No, That's I tried. A, <laughs> I'm just saying we're too yeah. old. Well, I I tried out. this is what kids do. Yeah. I tried out in, uh, what's that school way out there by Campo? Fuck if I know. Way out there, like uh, like on your way to camp, it's like uh, uh, Campo out there. It's like, uh, is there Mount Vista? Something like that? It's Monte Vista. Not Monte Vista. I don't know, but people know. Billy and, uh, but I'll tell you the other thing. Like, we joke about Billy and Pete. Those two guys, the funniest thing for me, I love those guys. They're so great. But the idea that those two maniacs, 10 years, wink, wink, after they last played their last game, (laughs) know all the details about games. And I love the fact that Pete constantly rags Billy for being a noodle arm. Billy constantly rags Pete for never getting open. It's it's the absolute greatest. It's the absolute greatest. And I love it when they write it back and forth and you and I get tagged in it. Yeah. But I just think those kind of memories as kid and lifetime buddies. Yeah. Uh you you can't you just can't get on a vacation to Ojai. Sorry, you're just not going to get it. No, I'm I'm, I'm with you. I, I, again, I think they have uh, experiences that they can remember forever. You talk about the the music deal. It's funny. You mentioned Stern a second ago. You ever hear yeah. Stern when he talks about playing piano? That he said he was so bad at it. Yeah. That his piano teacher literally left his house or <laughs> yeah. and, and killed herself. Jesus. Yeah. He goes, I was that bad. You know, <laughs> like that that would be brutal. But I have an uncle who is about seventy years old who yeah. has been taking piano lessons nonstop since he retired four years oh, ago. Fuck. And you know what? He's he's like not is he bad. playing the entertainer. Da, 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 I'm da, sure he da, is. Da, 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 da. Happy birthday and Dave, sit down. Dude, I can't do I can't do it. You know, do you so want to sit there and listen to that shit. Find out he has one of those pianos that just plays itself that he's not playing shit. Put the scroll in. Yeah. Like they used to have at Shakey's. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> So you're never going to pick up an instrument. I don't know. I mean, yeah, no. I'm going to play the fucking xylophone, kettle drum. I always wonder those guys in country music that sit down and they got like that middle bar. Yeah, the slide and guitar. And they're just going back and forth. I'm like, Which one of our friends would be a slide guitar player? Craig Elston. You know I'm 100% right. What is your goddamn problem? I don't Why know. do you always I'm, cheap shot my boy else? I'm so impressed that that name popped into my head <laughs> and I'm hit it right out of the park. 100% it's Elston. Woods right now is listening going, motherfucker, he's right. Elston's a slide guitar guy. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to top that. That is so good. Fuck. <laughs> All right, let me give you a couple you, of- Couldn't you see Elston sitting there with yes. the Mandrell sisters? Fucking idiot. <laughs> Who? I can see him there on Hee Haw with a bandana around his neck. Me, 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 me. What you say? With the bandra. Who are those? Who was those fucking idiots? The father and daughter. Oh, shit, Dave. This just popped in my head. It felt like these guys were on the goddamn. My grandmother loved Hee Haw, so when I was about eight, I'd have to watch this show. Yeah, because all I wanted to watch was All Star Wrestling <laughs> with Vern Gagne. But I had to watch Hee Haw. Father Heaven's just a sin away. Remember that chick, the blonde chick? She was yeah. kind of hot. Yeah. 
and her dad looked like Art Donovan. <laughs> I mean, you're like, this chick is just playing, you know, Leo's a little bit of country and San Marcos wanting to bang every guy. And she can't do it because yeah. dad's over there yeah. fucking killing a Heineken yeah. Yeah. on the bus. <laughs> Who's this fella? Are you looking to get a little stinky? Get out, dad. Come on. Yeah, Elston would be the guy for them. That is one of your all-time best calls. God damn, that's beautiful. That took like half a minute. All right, let me throw some names at you. You tell me in our band what role they're playing, okay? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why this guy pops up immediately. Al Horton. Oh, that's fucking funny. Harmonica. I think Al Horton's our stand-up bass guy. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Glenn Geffner. That's funny. Triangle. I don't know, God man. Damn I, I, it. I don't know. Gibson. Dude, I got to tell you, Glenn and Alan, before you get pissed off right now, here's the deal. I don't know where I'd play. I'm terrible. I played at that goddamn, good, not Guitar Hero, but the rock band. With oh, the family. Yeah, forget it. You can't. And everybody was good except me. I, m- yeah. My name in the band was Dead Weight. I ruined dead every song. Weight. God dang. I'm going to put Geffner at keyboards. Okay. I got Horton at uh, stand up bass. Okay. You're a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Steve Woods. Could, lead singer. Yeah. What's, what, song, it, what song is he going to want to sing first? What's our, what's our opening song? He'd probably play Tears in Heaven. Everybody would leave. <laughs> Just bring everybody down. So glad to be here tonight. Here's a little tears in heaven. He's going to play one of those fucking Jason Isbell songs that nobody fucking knows. And then he's going to tweet to Jason so he can get a hey. like out of Jason. Hey, we were here tonight at Get Lucky's and we started with your fucking song, Paint the Boat, from your 27th album. Dude, I've never seen a guy blow another guy more than else than, than Woods <laughs> does this guy. Yeah. Jesus. Enough. Enough. Steve Pulse is like serious. Steve Pulse. <laughs> Fuck. I was thinking Woods would probably start with. Uh, He's the only guy I know that actually has talent to be involved in music that well, we that I we mean, know that we know that do does this stuff. He's probably starting with the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have a question for you yeah. regarding Woods. Hannah posted a picture today. My God, did you see Hannah, the work I she did. has put in? Yeah. But you can't hit like on that. That's Steve's wife. She's in workout pants. But you you want to say, Hannah, that is really amazing. It is. All the fact that aside, she woke up at 2 in the morning to do it? Dude, she she is a machine, right? Yeah. But that's that's my boy's wife. Yeah. You can't click like on that. I never know what you're supposed to do. I just I just silently acknowledge it. Okay, so I, what I think I, I did was hit Steve's. I think I like Steve's comment where he he congratulated yeah. her because I feel like you can do that respectfully. Of he can. But I don't want to. As much as I kid around with him, I don't want to do anything because I feel like a a creeper to my buddy's wife. But that was really great for her. I saw that today. I go, holy cow, what a machine. Okay, here's the one. I know you dumped Facebook, but I was always confused on this one where people would be. Well, I appreciate all the prayers, but mom didn't make it out of surgery. She's with the Lord now. Yeah. Boom, like. And I'm like, I don't think that's appropriate. No, you can't. I don't you know gotta, how. You either got to go tear or heart. I don't know how any of those emojis work. <laughs> and I'm like, if I do like, he's like, this fucking asshole is kicking my mom while she's in the ground. Well, yeah, but here's the people that uh, you want to fight. 
okay, where you where you go in that scenario, right? John Smith writes, thanks to everybody who reached out. Just want to let you know, Nana's no longer with us, and she's playing the harp with the angels. And you go, oh, shit, man, that's too bad. Like, everybody loves their grandmother. She works in Anaheim now? Like, you want to write yeah. that smart-ass no. book? And you always check, and there's somebody, hey, I'm sorry for your loss. She sounds like a wonderful woman. Well, I know it. You know, I lost my cat last yeah. week. And there's always somebody that's like, it's the not topper. about you. Toppers. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Can you imagine people the guy that, you should just be that guy on Facebook that just yeah. fucking follows the inappropriate response and you just write, God damn it. I tell you what. I tell you what. I can't. I have to tell you this story. I have to tell you this story. We we have this group text yeah. with you, me, Costa, and Woods. It, it's the most vile things in the world. Yeah. And I sit there, Dave, and I laugh like De Niro in Cape Fear. <laughs> I laugh at just the sick, twisted shit that is said because it's so goddamn funny. And I'm ashamed for Mike and for Steve that you have to see that evil side of me. Dave's seen it for 25 years. But I apologize to two guys that are very fun. I now have even a worse version of this game. And this game is conducted between me and Julie Brownman. Okay. So we flashback. One of our great friends is Crystal Fernandez. Yeah. Dave and I often will talk about Crystal. We told this story in here how I tried to get Julie fired at 690 so I could get Crystal a job. Crystal is now married to Darren Dreifert. Beautiful family up in Pacific Palisades. But if anybody has ever come out of the bus gate uh, at the old Qualcomm Stadium, yeah, you come down past McGregor's. Now, you can take that right and kind of take yourself down to the freeway. But if you keep going, Dave, remember right past the 7-Eleven, there are apartments where Crystal, Maria, yeah. and Patty lived. Yeah. Remember that? Our friends? So me and Brownman are there at a party. This has got to be, shit, I don't know, 25 years ago, if not more. God dang, man, time goes by fast. Yep. We're there at this party, and Crystal had this beautiful gray tabby cat named Betty. Betty had kittens. We took one, named him Raider. But Betty was just the coolest. One night, Julie and I are there at a party Crystal, Patty, and Maria leave first. I don't know what's going on, but somebody's using the restroom, grabbing keys, whatever. But it's Chef and Julie. We're two seconds behind them. Lock the door on your way up. We, for somehow inadvertently, Julie leaves the door open, and Betty gets out to never be seen again. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> yesterday... I sent a picture to Julie, and it's a picture of a gray tabby cat. And it says, hey, Julie, sorry to hear about all the snow in Denver. <laughs> I hope you're staying safe, and I'm really sorry to hear about your car getting broken into. Julie's car just got yeah. robbed like three weeks ago. But my bigger question is, why'd you leave the gate open? <laughs> Signed, Betty. <laughs> You're laughing. You're like Norman Fell in Three's Company. <laughs> and I sent it to her. We've had this discussion, but we haven't had the discussion in five years. It's just the complete blindsided callback 
And she just writes, oh, my God. It's so awful. Crystal doesn't deserve that. She loved that little cat. It was such a sweet cat. And Julie's just minding her own business, trying to stay warm in Denver. And I'm sitting there in Carlsbad, and I happen to see a picture of a cat. I go, hey, that looks like Betty. I go, fuck, you know what? I bet Betty'd like to send a message from Kitty Heaven asking Julie, what the fuck were you doing? And I, I will always blame Julie because she blames me. What did, what did Crystal say when he let her cat out? Uh, she's heartbroken. I know, but she didn't like. Did she lose her shit at you guys? No, she was fantastic. Would you have been fantastic? Uh, no, and actually, it's funny because my kids went on vacation a year ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and the person that was house sitting let their cat out. Yeah. No, I know for a fact that uh, Julie's an animal person. I'm an animal person. So neither one of us. I'm sure we both felt like we had done everything we could to shut the door. But I don't know. But yeah. but it's been 25 years. Oh, my god! And like I said, you know, you, Steve, and Mike bring out the worst in me, and I'm embarrassed by that. And, and it had a trickle-down effect to Julie. So you guys owe her all an apology. I always think every time when we, we get in those groups and we start laughing, and it starts oh going off like a tidal wave. It happens so fast. And then I just think, if any of these were ever released, no one's ever running for public office. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. And I don't know, Dave. I hit something on my phone, and so I no longer get notifications. So all of a sudden, I'll go to send a text message, and there'll be like this thread of like 20 things. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I just sit there, and I read what goes back and forth. It's the absolute funniest thing in the world, and none of it will be shared. All right, here's another quick question. You brought this up the other day. In your car, you said you always, every time you text Jeff and he's driving, we get a message back on our phone that says, I'm driving. Correct. Whenever you pull over, does your phone just go fucking batshit crazy with every text message? So on my display, I can see text message from Dave. Okay. Or Steve or Lisa Ann, whoever is texting me on a regular basis. Yes. It amazes. There's only one of those you mentioned that you're probably, I'm fucking texting and driving. <laughs> so I see it pops up on my display, Yeah. a uh, text message from Dave. So no, I know if you've sent one or, or Steve or my kids or somebody else. No, it just automatically some asshole at Nissan <laughs> decided, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make everybody hate the people that drive our car by automatically wiring a do not disturb message in uh, to the Bluetooth system. So unless I wanted to go and turn it off individually every time I got in the car, uh, it just shoots out. Yeah. And I always get things like, so it shoots out, I'm driving. And then I get people go, well, why don't you go fuck yourself? Why don't you do that when you get, nobody asked. Stop texting. Fuck off. I get all these things. All I'm trying to do is just drive to the homeless shelter so I can, you know, play my ukulele and sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And I I go in in such an upset mood because everybody, yeah, shoots their bile comments at me. It's really, really upsetting. All right, let me ask you. Let me ask. Got a couple sports things for you. All right. And one, I know you probably didn't do your homework. Do you have your final fucking four? No. I knew. God dang it, dude. God. Why not? What I'm gonna do? Listen. It's too late. By the time we come back on Monday, they're gonna be down to like fucking thirty-two. What I'm gonna? No, 16. there's no shows next week. I'm on vacation. Oh fuck. 
Great, you're gonna come back after the final four and say, "Man, I fucking I nailed here, it." Here's here's what I will do. You fucking liar! <laughs> you fucking liar! Dude, you had one fucking thing. Like, you know what I can do? I can I can send it to Flugs because he doesn't have anything going, right? Yeah, He's sure. not hiking anywhere. Sure. How about if I send it to Flugs? I'll do it tonight. And how about if I send a picture and we can have it posted up on DaveAndJeffShow.com? Can you do yours? No, I got it right here in my hand. I don't know well, how to fucking send yeah, it to him. No, I was asking about your bracket, not whatever else you got in your hand, you I got fucking weirdo. You asshole. No, I'm not scanning it. My goddamn. No. Why won't you put it up? Why oh, are you scared? Because your fucking, fucking inability to follow directions causes an inconvenience <laughs> for me. <laughs> send that message to Flukes. Okay, look, I'm going to tell you my final four. I don't okay? want to know right now. Well, oh, go I, ahead. I'm going to tell the me. fucking audience. Look, because you, you, you and I never agree anyway, okay? All right. Here's my final four. I have Gonzaga, I have Baylor, I have okay. Illinois, and I have Alabama. Okay? okay, how many of those are one seeds? Three. And what's Alabama? Two. <laughs> wow. I have, I have Alabama beat Michigan. Okay? All right. I just told you guys, though, on Monday, that this is the least amount of college basketball I've watched. Yeah, right? I haven't seen anything. But here's, here's the surprise for you. Now, when I just gave you those four, who do you think I have won in the whole fucking thing? You would say Alabama because I'm a homer, but no, that's not true. I'm going to say you have Illinois winning that's, the whole thing. You're absolutely right. I'm all going right. Illinois, even though everyone's been talking Michigan and Ohio State all year long. Gonzaga's going to fuck it, fuck it up, right? They could, but I'm yeah. telling you, I'm going, I'm going to Illinois. I think right now they're the hottest team. All uh, right, j- just for me. And, and have, again, Baylor's been playing great. I don't know shit. I'm telling you right now, I don't know anything. I think San Diego State wins their first game. I think they lose their second game. Though. All right, here's what I'll do tonight: is I'll go home. I'll have it done because I've got to turn it in for work too. We've got oh, yeah. we've got handful of guys that are all throwing in five bucks. So you have it. two days to get it into work, right? Yeah, no, okay. I got it. So I'm gonna get it all filled out, and then what I'll do is I'll take a picture of it and I'll tweet it out. Perfect. How about that? That's awesome. There okay. you go. Yeah, right. I'm curious. Are you gonna handwrite it? You're gonna fucking do it the normal way now? Where you go to goddamn like ESPN.com or Yahoo and you fucking no, mine'll all be handwritten out. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Just do it where you can read it, you fucking chicken scratch writing motherfucker. <laughs> you chicken face motherfucker. <laughs> That's my new favorite line. I don't know what I was, who I was talking to. I think it was you. Yeah. And uh, just random stuff pops in your head when you're fucked up. And Dave said something. I was like, shut up, you chicken face motherfucker. And I was like, I don't even know what that means, but I like it, it so good. much. It was good. So I told our buddy Aaron Creasy, I go, I just called Palais a chicken-faced motherfucker. He goes, that's really good. I go, I don't even know what it means. Have you ever called anybody? I mean, you call people a rat-faced weasel. Yeah. yeah. Right? Jesus Christ, who's that guy? Uh, we're watching this Padre game, and there's a complete idiot <laughs> pitching, falling over the mound. Well, Cronenworth kind of fucked him on the feet. Well, that might have been, too. But uh, <laughs> He fell over first base. He didn't fall over the mound. Uh, but anyways... Yeah, I don't know. Just random stuff. And that, again, you just sit there. Anybody who's grinding right now and working, and I'm uh, so happy for any of you that are working and I'm and honestly worried and thinking about those of you that are not. But, um, God, if you're just working right now, a lot of it's just crazy goddamn times. So you need something to keep your sanity. And I swear, I just sit there and see some of the different shit that is sent back and forth between our friends and uh, it's really, really cool. Okay, so here's my other question for you. Okay. How concerned are you right now about the guy you wanted to trade away, Chris Paddock, being in the starting rotation? He did not do well tonight. Oh, is that right? Oh, dude, he got rocked tonight. 
He gave up four in runs and one and two third innings. Oh, well, he got smacked around. And three walks also, by the way. Gore has kind of been shaky, right? Yeah, Gore's control problems. Uh, you know what, Dave? This may surprise you a little bit. I'm not. Really? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I just think down there, different shit going on. I never get too invested one way or the other about spring training. I'm usually not, but when I look at Paddock, who is trying to get back on track, I mean, yeah. we've heard stories of guys that will throw 80 curveballs in a row just to try and get a feel on the curveball. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. But when we talk about a guy like Paddock, who a year ago, wasn't he our opening day starter? And then now here he is trying to yeah. be, stay in the rotation. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I would like to see if he's one of the guys in the rotation for him to fucking figure it out. Tonight wasn't it wasn't a great night for him. Well, and I, I get your point because look at Darvish, right? Darvish Ridiculous. has been great. Like eleven pitches he says he has. Yeah, Blake Snell's been great. Yes. Musgrove got hit in the chest yesterday. That was kind of wild, right? And stays in. Uh so you look at those guys and you go, Well, they kind of feel like they're they're ready to go. Uh Paddock to me, I mean I don't know. I'll, we'll see how the rotation shakes out. Paddock may be your four. And and really, I haven't seen, I can't speak. I mean, I try to read the coverage every day as much as I can. I know Gore's been, no way Gore he's makes it. He's not coming up. Right? He's not, not right going to start. He shouldn't. He's not ready but, right now. But I wonder if Maury Hone gets the four spot because it feels like they've been kind of happy with him. From yeah. what I've seen, I'm not acting like I've seen every inning of every game. And then all of a sudden, Paddock might be your five, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I don't know. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. Here is the good news for uh, Padre fans. Uh, Tommy Pham, as we do the show right now. Oh, my uh, God, Dave. Three for this three. G- well, good. Two, hit raises that average up to 233. Well, and I'm glad you bring up Tommy Pham because somebody, a buddy of mine who's a Padre fan, said to me, dude, why do you hate Tommy Pham? Oh, I, I absolutely do not hate Tommy Pham at all. I Not at all, and I wish him – like, Will Myers used to drive me crazy. Yeah. I don't hate Tommy Pham at all. I loved watching him play with Tampa. I remember him a little bit with the Cardinals. I was excited with that trade when it came here. My issue is not with Tommy Pham in the slightest. My issue is with everybody who just blows the guy's horn – I don't think he strikes me as a guy looking for attention. So my apologies if it feels like it has been directed at him. Not at all. Dude, if you could get Fam healthy and uh, and he can contribute in that lineup, that would be great. I'm talking about the way he's just revered by Padres media. Yeah. You're like, the guy's hit 111. Like, let him just go out and do his thing. Let him find his way. I mean, dude, the guy can't see and you hear all the different levels that he's going to to play baseball, I think all that's cool. There are plenty of guys that have an immense amount of talent that don't make the determination to go after it. It's the people that just go, oh, my God. They can't even talk about him in a normal voice. They can only whisper. Did you see this guy, the intensity on that guy? God damn. My God. There's a lot quotes right now. Right. We haven't had a guy this intense since Paul McAnulty. Come on. <laughs> I challenge you. Find me another guy with that kind of edge. Who are you going to tell me? Arky Sinfraco? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> you know who I saw yesterday who I talked to for a long time? Brian Lawrence. Oh, number pitcher. 50. Yeah, Dude, that's funny you just said that. 
he because he had a beard and I and I didn't recognize him. And yeah. I was like, a buddy of mine goes, Hey, so you're with the pods. Who are you? And he goes, Brian Lawrence. I go, number 50. First thing I said. Yeah. And uh, my buddy looked at me like, how the fuck do you know that? Yeah. And then we're talking about like some of his first games. Both were against the Dodgers, and he and he just killed the Dodgers back See, to back. Around nine, was he after? He was after 98, right? Yeah, was he was. Was he part he of like 2000? Yeah, he came up He came up um, right around the time PV came up. I think he came yeah. up the year before PV. All right, right around telling, 01? Yeah, telling boat stories. And yeah. We're talking like Qualcomm and stuff. Everybody did. Super nice guy. Yeah. But it was so funny to... To run into him and we're, we're talking about like even the grounds crew and how he goes, I was a sinker baller. He goes, we yeah. can soak the shit out of home plate knowing they're going to beat that ball right into the ground. Man, you mentioned Qualcomm Stadium. I drove by there today. They're down to one fucking section. It's crazy. It is crazy. One section there. Why did they wait? I mean, I'm curious to know why they did it that way. Well, because the construction for the football stadium is going on at the same time. Okay. And so you have parallel projects going on. You wouldn't be able to... Uh, for the cleanup and everything else, while you're trying to do construction on whatever that is, the northwest part of the lot, you're also not very far away trying to clean out the stadium. So, you're, I mean, Dave, they are fast-tracking that football stadium, which it's amazing to think opens in, what, 16 months? Yeah. yeah. I guess it's a little more than that, 18 months, but... Yeah, they are fast tracking it, so it it's going really, really quick. That's but, interesting. But I mean, the the scoreboard had been up forever. That's gone, and now the um, and now they're down to a final section. And it was a year ago today that the Rolling Stones canceled their their tour. Wow. And yeah, I was saying it's so wild. I have four physical tickets for that show to look at and go. I think it was supposed to be May 9th, Rolling Stones, Qualcomm, St- or San Diego, STCCU Stadium. And you're like, well, that tour is never going to happen, and that stadium's gone. But, yeah, I drove by tonight, and it is down to one freaking section. It is pretty wild. When you drive by it, is it depressing to you still, or are you excited about the new one? Uh, I don't think the excitement has kicked in for the new one yet. Yeah. It, it's still a little mind-numbing to think how quick it's going after how long it took for Petco Park. But... um. It was, I think, for all of us that had so many great memories at Qualcomm Stadium, it was probably tough at the start. Yeah. But now it just feels like, you know, it kind of looks like uh, you feel like the hillbilly dentist, man. You just look over there and there's one random tooth. You're like, just take that fucker out. Let's call it a day. <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point, it just feels like it's prolonging the inevitable. Yeah, but right. I think I think by the end of the week, they're saying by the end of the week, that last section will be gone and gone. we're done. Yeah. There you go. And then every former charger will write something on Facebook. I can't wait to see what Don Mason writes. Dude, here here's a crazy story. Sean okay. Bradley, the basketball player. What about what that? On? Yeah, awful. He's paralyzed riding a bike. Seven foot six is paralyzed. Seven foot six. And the deal is, he, he did his. What is with those guys? Bill Walton's dude, a big I, bike I, I, rider. I 100% blame Bill. I bet you Bill told him to get on the fucking bike. Oh, that's a pretty. I'm not making that statement. I'm pretty sure. What else makes you think seven foot six, I'm getting on a bike? Bill Walton probably said it's the greatest. Fucking Bill. That was Bill. a Yao Ming. <laughs> Yao Ming's not on a bike. No. Sean Bradley's a super nice guy. Like, you felt really bad when you saw that story. Dude, that was really bad. I didn't like that at all. Jesus. Not man. that anybody did. Yeah. Not that anybody looked at that story and goes, well, it's about time. 
Well, there's some guys we don't like that you'd go, ah, I'm not going to think twice. But Sean Bradley was a nice guy. Fuck. I don't think, yeah, as many people as I really find annoying, I don't want anybody to go through that. That tells That's you what. That's the worst. I tell you what, Dave, that convinces me that I, I am indeed classy. <laughs> you seem very, very sure of yourself. I'm very sure of myself. I know. I listened to you at the beginning of the show where every decision, well, this is how it's done. And yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to school because I was having a hell of a fucking good God time. God damn. No regrets. None. But upset worked my out mom. Fine. It worked out fine. Fuck playing guitar. I was Fuck too busy guitar. getting beer wherever I wanted it. Us, right in the back of that 7-Eleven. And see this boulevard. <laughs> we could get it there. This was the best. Uh, over in Encinitas, anybody knows Encinitas, right at El Camino Real in Mountain View. I, I must have pulled this a hundred times. There was a liquor store right there. By the light bulb store. I, I don't get how anybody could ever work at a light bulb store. You're, you're, where's the most boring place? Okay, what would you rather work? Okay, be honest. And I'll tell you, I'll take light bulb store over what I'm going to offer you. Let me hear it. A mattress store or a light bulb store? I'll take the mattress no store. Way. You know, often you'd be thinking, I just got to lay down. I'm, I'm so, so fucking tired. tired. Fuck. Dude, dude, it's hard enough to make it through work a lot of times right. when you're tired. You're looking at those beds. They're just teasing That you. goddamn memory foam pillow. Come on. Dude, there's no way I can Nobody's coming phone. in here. You'd have to put like that uh, like that divider, yeah. like that room divider around the back. Dude, it's, it'd be so tempting to lay in every one of those yeah. fucking beds. Oh, shit. Put wood show on. <laughs> Fuck. I love, you know, here's the other thing, too. I'm going to take you behind the curtain. You understand Steve writes that Stump Woods bit, right? Where they do the music. Yeah. He writes it. Yeah, I heard he doesn't even leave the room when the other guy goes. He does it. Sitting right there. But it's like, oh, really hard for him to go like, what is uh, what is the one song that is uh, Aha's makes it answer? Take on me. Ben, can you read my writing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what famous person played with Tennille? What famous Captain. person? Captain. <laughs> All right. Let's bring Steve in. Steve's been in the soundproof booth. Steve, how you feeling? I don't know. Got a little bit of a sore neck. Okay. Paul, set the timer for 30 seconds. Who? Uh, what's that song from AHA? Take on me. Who played with Tennille? Captain? Wow, Steve, you're five for five again. Tony, sorry you didn't win the fucking gift certificate to Hal's Burgers in Hamul. Oh, shit, Steve's really good. <laughs> you know he's writing that bit. Come on. I haven't leaving. He's just sitting there. Dude, it's a great point. Fucking uh, Ben admitted he couldn't have time to watch the Grammys. His wife had to do the work. You think he's sitting there looking up fucking popular songs? No. Please. You think he's that bored? Please. Uh, I had something else I was going to tell you. Go ahead. No, I got to think of what the okay. fuck it was. Something along those lines, but... <laughs> ah, shit, I can't remember. You know what makes me laugh? Right now, Paul's laughing. And Paul Woods, knows I'm right. And Woods is cussing I right I don't write us. that bit, guys. I don't. I do have a soundproof booth. I'm in it. Oh, you know who I ran into the other night? God damn, I meant to tell this story. The other night, uh, my sons and I are in IB. And 
we had been in Coronado for the day. We're rolling into IB, and we stop into Big Kahuna's, this cool little restaurant, neighborhood place. And uh, we walk in. Dave, I'm so. Does this happen to you? Do you have people that yell your name like three times and you just figure they're talking to a different Dave? No, because it's usually eat shit before they say my name. Well, that's just in your own house. So we're in big kahunas. Hold on. When someone yells your name, don't you automatically turn around? No, because I'm so dumb. I just figure they're talking to their buddy. I don't. I was the worst at Padre games. Like I'd be walking around and be like, someone's yelling at David Justice. Yeah, turn around like they're talking to me. They weren't talking to me. They're not talking like Del Harris. Shut up. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here, pal. eh? Turn around, asshole. Turn around, you fuck. So we're at Kahuna's the other night, and my son goes, Dad, that guy's yelling at you. And I turn around, son of a bitch, Dave. It was the crusher, John Monty. Really? And I was so fired up to see John. And let me ask you. Because I think a lot of us will answer this same thing. When do you remember hearing the name John Monty for the first time? Probably on 690. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When he was the traffic guy for the Cannons. Yeah. And, Dave, at that time, I don't think I'm in radio yet at all. And you would hear him. He would do the Schwarzenegger impression, right? My God, what a voice on Monty. And it was so great to see him. Haven't seen him since you and I left that building. And John Monty is a mountain of a man. And he's a black belt in karate. He is like an he will eight, kill you. He is an eighth degree black belt. Yeah. John's a former bodyguard, and it was he was great. He was telling he bodyguard for Lyle Alzado, for Muhammad Ali, for might have been Barbara Mandrella. He had a yeah. bunch of these that he had done. And he is just about the coolest dude ever. And just gives the huge hug. And, you know, Dave, he said to my sons, he goes, hey, man, take care of your dad. A lot of people in this town like him. And you go, that was a guy that I just was such a fan of. And when you get into that business, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. You're, you want to do it for the guys that did it before you. You want them to like you as much as you like them. So how about this shit? <laughs> My sons and I are getting ready to leave, and the girl comes by, and she goes, hey, John bought your dinner. Really? Yeah. And he, I just, uh, yeah, anybody who remembers John, you still hear him on Kogo. He should be on, like, all respect to Kelly Danik, who's cool. We all love Kelly. Crusher should be doing part of 97.3 all day. He is... He has been the sports radio traffic voice forever. He still sounds great. And uh, it was just cool, man. And I, I know a lot of you that listen to this remember the old 690 days. We always laugh about that. But, man, John Monty is just a, as good a dude as it gets. And it was really fun for me to run into him the other night. And he, he sends his best. You know what's funny? Number one, he, as you said, he's a nice. He's the kind of guy that you would make a mistake in public if you didn't know John because he's such a nice guy. But as dude. Jeff said, he's a mountain of a guy. You, people would mistake his niceness for dude, lack of yeah. how he could kill you. I mean, I'm dude, not joking. Like, yeah, but you like look you at, would make a huge mistake. Yeah, I understand you look at his hands, but it's that guy that always has a smile on his face. He he's is, wearing glasses. He looks a little bit older, but yeah, he's the size of a left tackle in the NFL. Probably and about six four. Yeah, he'd, yeah, he'd kill you. And probably gave me about three hugs. Yeah. He's like, "I love you, man," and you go, "Dude, that is just the fucking 
Let's go. We're so lucky, right? That you there are guys that stand out, but we never really we never really talk about Crusher. I think Crusher helped us out at 1090. I think he definitely helped us out at Extra. Yeah, I did. And we would see him on the weekends. Remember when we were All doing the, the Fox show and, and John and his daughters would be there hanging out. And uh yeah, for any of you that just remember, I, I was saying to my sons, I go, Man, when I was we talked about working the liquor store. And you think about, oh man. I, I told Steve this all the time, Hartman. When he would talk about going to Super Bowls with Chris Visser, I go, holy shit, dude. And Steve remembered those shows. He goes, oh, yeah, I remember all of it. And so to get get to be buddies with Hartman, but then John would come on, and, and Steve did an amazing intro, all of the crusher, right? Remember yeah, all that shit? Of course. And uh, John told me a great story. He said that Jason Ostell, went to a Raider game at the Coliseum. And and Jason had like a 690 t-shirt on or a hat on or something. Because remember, Jason was a traffic guy. And somebody said to him, 690, what do you do there? And he goes, oh, I, I do traffic. And the guy said, are you the crusher? And John said, I still told him later, like 25 people turned around to see if it was John Money. Oh, wow. That's cool. And Ostel's like, <laughs> Jason's a good dude. Jason's like, no, I'm Jason Ostel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, he sends his best. He still sounds great. And that was really, really cool to run into. That's funny. It, when, it's funny that you mentioned 690 in traffic because I always think of Nicole. Nicole, I thought, right? had the, the sexiest oh, voice. The on radio and she was so great and then uh, then to find out you, know, you were friends with her blew me away because yeah. i listened to her for years again with the cannons she yeah was Nic- on, chet 40 loved her nicole pearson um when i worked at ksdo and i think a lot of people in radio would tell you the same thing when you go somewhere and at that time i was running the board for hedgecock and nicole was gorgeous flat out gorgeous I mean, you talk about sexy, smart, funny, and just as cool as it got. And uh, she and I hit it off right from the start. And she said, you're going to die on the vine here at KSDO. She goes, you're going to die here on the vine. And she called Dave Sniff. She called Sniff every day and said, you need to hire this guy. And, yeah, she introduced me actually to to John because um, I went to see her a couple of different times at different – Traffic a lot of times was done off site. And so I'd go see her and and John would be there. That's where I met Ian Rose. That's where I met LaDonna, uh, Bobby, Bobby Hill. Remember all them, Dave? I don't remember Bobby Hill. Bobby Hill is great. And I met LaDonna, Ian, Nicole. They were all in the the Plaza Brewery building, right down off of Washington. And and they were all in there. And Nicole, just in this small little room doing traffic. But, yeah, Nicole was great, man. Yeah. The she best. Was. She was. Yeah. All right. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the person you want to talk to right now through today's crazy financial times. I mean, there's so many things that are going on right now. You really need to be caught up to date of what's happening. Dan can help talk to you about what's happening, what's going to happen. Again, we want to remind you, since today we're doing the show on a Wednesday. Yesterday, you put out another video on YouTube. Again, it's Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday. Check it out on YouTube with Dan Williams. But Dan wants to help you get out of debt. It's that simple. Give him a call. Talk to him what's going on with you, where you want to be. 
And what Dan's really proud of is he wants to help you get out of the rental market and help you find your first home. So call Dan Williams at 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. He told you to settle down today on Twitter. I don't know why that struck me so funny. He told you settle down. I think he's upset because I called him out for his uh, rooting for Detroit teams. Uh, he was. Congratulations to Dan, the newest member of the LA Kings season ticket Good. family. He and I, I got to call out our friend Boo to you. Boo to you was in, and Dan said to him on Twitter, I heard you're joining the group. Well, having a little trouble getting it signed up by the boss. You make the decisions Jesus. in that house. Crying out loud. What's going on there? Uh, yeah, there's nothing better. Dave, I'm, I am out next week because my sons and I are going on a little uh, staycation, hanging out Fantastic. in Coronado. We're super excited about that. And the good news is I paid a lot of that bill today. Nothing better than going on vacation when the majority of the bill has been paid in advance. So you can just go and hang out. Our LA Kings season tickets, we're making those payments. And we're thankful that we still have money in the bank. But ultimately, it's not the big picture. It's not about being a Kings season ticket holder. And it's not about being able to do family vacations. It's about being able to own your own home. And when you check that credit score, and I'm so proud to see it every day come up at about 810, 815, a lot of the reason it's there is because I followed the strategies that Dan put out and borrow smart, repay smart. You should do the same thing. Repay, uh, put your credit back together, especially with gas prices jumping to about $9 a gallon. And uh, you can afford to fill your tank. And then next thing you know, you'll be able to afford to buy yourself a house. 858-688-6813. When you're ready to buy that house, you're going to call Brian Curry. Brian Curry is going to find you the perfect home in the perfect neighborhood. Again, mm. Brian Curry is the guy that can help you sell your house and also buy the next new house to create a bunch of memories. Brian Curry is your guy. More than 20 years in San Diego. Good friend of ours. We trust him a ton. He's the person you want to call. Don't mess around with other people. 619 251 1588 619-251-1588. Pretty funny how the Spring Valley contingency has gotten a little quiet after I since I tweeted out the news story. Oh my god. Of the poor fucking guy just sleeping in his bed when the truck drives right into his bedroom. The guy wakes up and there's a truck above him. Where'd that happen? Spring fucking valley. Big shock. Watch KUSI. Where is Dan Plant every other day? He's either in City Heights or Spring Valley. You know where Dan Plant never is? Our featured neighborhood of the day, and today it's Del Cerro. You know what? I bet a lot of you would like to start your life in Del Cerro. Find a nice home that's safe where a truck's probably not going to drive through your house when you're sleeping in the middle of the night. And guess who's going to help you find that house? That's our friend Brian Curry. Over, Dave. Uh, we're going to fly right in here over Del Cerro. A lot of fun things to see. You know what we're going to do just for fun? We're going to take you across the old uh, Elkhorn Speedway. That's where Bill Center got his first credential. <laughs> Over. A lot of fun things going on there. It's safe for the family. You can invite Grandma over. A lot of those kids haven't hung Grandma in a year. Hugged her. Well, I was about to say, what I'm not sure what I said. Say? I'm not sure. I think I said hugged her. You make, I don't think you did. I think you're making a snuff film. God damn it. I hope not. I hope they didn't hang Grandma in the last year. Uh, but it's not going to happen in Del Cerro. It's our Dave and Jeff featured neighborhood of the week, and it's brought to you by Brian Curry Real Estate. 
Brian can help you find that dream host in Del Cerro. He'll take you. You'll love it. Sign the papers and move in. Move in. And then you're calling your boy Alan Taylor. Taylor May Pool is going to give you that pool right there in your backyard. The one you've dreamed of. The one that's going to entertain the family. You create a bunch of memories right there. Yeah. What are you talking about? A staycation right in your backyard. Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor standing by at 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. The one thing I have still for about another month until my kids lose electronics is Instagram. <laughs> and it seems like, Dave... If you go to Instagram and you hit that search button, man, oh, man, you know what it seems like that's going on? Okay, what do you get? I see a lot of mature ladies that are standing in their kitchen in a bikini because none of you assholes have a tailor-made pool put in. Yes, that's what I see. They're like, I can't lay out by the sun by the dishwasher. Why don't you guys call tailor-made pools? All these ladies are looking for a place to go, right? Yes. Okay, you just brought up something crazy. My wife, I would say, you know, you always hear about couples, you know, they, they won't let no. each other see their phone. Like, I have nothing on my phone to hide. No. But I'll tell you what, if she ever went to Instagram, which she doesn't have an account, and yeah. she just clicked that circle. It's the craziest thing. I look thing. like the biggest perv of all time. But I don't follow, like, I follow Lisa Ann, but she doesn't do anything wild. Yeah, I got a million of them on there. I got, it's, like, two baseball videos, and 98% are just I was just going to say the same thing. I get, like, three updates from Dana White. It, it looks like the Brady Bunch, right? Where it's yeah. all broken down by squares. Yeah. And there'll be like a Khabib video or like George St. Pierre will show up in the lower right. Yeah. And then it's 25 chicks. Uh, Miss Nasty. Yeah. Miss Mature. Yeah. From Poland. From Poland. <laughs> They're all in Poland. I'm like, shit. Let's put together a tour. Isn't that where Sean's from? Let's go no. visit the Waldship family. Not from Poland. Bulgaria. Close enough. He's probably got relatives over there. Let's go. He's the only guy I know who lives over there. Uh, well, he doesn't live there. He lives here. But he's got relatives. I'm so rattled. <laughs> These girls are like, my goodness. And they all look like they need a pool. Yes. Why aren't you calling tailor-made pools, you assholes? <laughs> well, come to a live show from there. Get the hell out of the garage, but we can't do it until you call Alan. Have his team come set up uh, that pool, and then we'll tell those girls, hey, come on. The pool is open. The water is warm. Let's go. Get it together. <laughs> Kyle Flukers, you need a call when it comes to building that brand new website. If you have the website that is struggling, and it probably is struggling, Kyle Fluker can help you out. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yeah, maybe you're like me and you work with a fucking idiot who what? can't put his goddamn uh, pics up at DaveAndJeffShow.com <laughs> to maybe drive a little traffic to our site. God forbid. Why would we do that? Instead, we'll give more attention to Twitter because they need it. They're dying. I did my part. We're supposed to read them on the air. Oh, that's even. Right oh, here. how fun. Did your coach you doing that today? No, I didn't. God, I almost drove over the center divide. I think Coach knows we talked shit the other day. Well, hey, I got to tell you, I like Illinois. Yeah, he, he he immediately came right after us when I posted the show. What did he say? When I said, with the Aztecs winning the Mountain West Conference Tournament and Padres, he's just around the corner. What's the biggest story in San Diego? The answer might surprise you. When we started the show ripping on Coach? Yeah. Dude, within two minutes, I brought up Cathedral, okay? <laughs> And I was like, son of a bitch. I well, think why'd it, you I think, lead the show with it? I think Woods fucking told he him. Did. I think Woods told him that we rat fucked his choice and had to open a show on a Monday. My goddamn guy. He's not a lead singer anymore. He's not, He's not, not a leader. Not. You're out. You're out. That's why Jason Isabel won't acknowledge your tweets, you yeah. asshole.
You know what? We'll bring in Mark Wahlberg like that movie Rockstar. You're fucking up. Take your wig off and get out of here. Four people will get that reference. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about, Flukes? Yes. Man, oh, man. You know what? Fuck the U.S. Post Office, by the way. Here's why I want to say fuck the U.S. Post Office. Because they have a very cool thing that will send you an email every day. And it says, hey, here's what's coming in the mail. It's good, right? For four fucking days, I've been waiting on a book to show up. And the U.S. Post Office has had it, and they can't deliver it. Their own website confirms to me that they're a bunch of dipshits. So fuck those guys. They're so stupid. Their website's great. They're assholes. So you don't want people to go, hey, the website's great because it tells us what a bunch of fuck-offs you are. Well, that's what the post office website does. Don't let it do it to you. Call Kyle. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. All right. Usually when we talk about websites at work, we talk about Amazon all the time. Okay. Sure. I know you aren't a coffee drinker, but I have it set up where I get coffee through Amazon. You so, subscribe? Yeah. So this motherfucking coffee hasn't come. Okay. Uh, and and I'm like. Worse. And Are I'm, you jonesing? Dude, I'm, well, hold on. I'm counting down because we get the K-cups. So you're mm-hmm. like, how many cups are left? How many cups of coffee do we drink in a day? Yeah. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So, you know, I ask Alexa, when's that coffee coming? Yeah. Fucking March 29th. March 29th. March 29th. So that order's out. All right. So cancel. then I, then I, I didn't even cancel it. So then I order again and thinking I'm going to be good for yesterday. Fucking yeah. that one's not it. So I have to order again. Dude, I'm telling you, by Saturday or by this time next week, if you want like, a cup of coffee, just come on by. Come on by. I'll have 800 cups by next Famous Saturday. Famous Dave's. Holy shit, dude. Latte Larry's. Completely a fucked me. You going to have scones? <laughs> no, scones are the most overrated food of all yeah, time. Yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> That's where they came up with the fucking Heimlich. Somebody was eating a scone. Oh, God. And here's my, my fucking nephew. I love the fact that he brought in nephews twice yeah. this week. Dude, anybody that's a fucking jogger or walks at a normal pace. I told you in the rain the other day. These assholes. Yeah. No, don't click the fucking light to cross the, the intersection. Oh, right. You ask, Dude, nothing's more frustrating than sitting in my car and after yeah. waiting an extra 30 seconds while you're 80 yards down yeah. the fucking well, road. Goddamn Bobby Addy again, yeah. this fucking asshole. <laughs> Happened to me twice today. Come on, Steve Scott. I'm like, Jesus, you don't need to click the light. You're going to make you're it across. If you're that fast, you can run. Play Frogger, you asshole. <laughs> you asshole. Very frustrating. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? Okay. It's St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Okay. This person's no longer with us. It's Nat King Cole. God damn. What a legend. 104. Pretty close, man. 101. 101. I'm going to say he's worth, uh, I mean, that was a long time ago that he was doing his thing. I'm going to say uh, $10 million. $27 million. Wow, nice. $27 million. Is Nat his King daughter Cole? still alive no, or did she, she pass too. away too? She died She too. seemed cool. Yeah, he. Um, if I'm looking at this right, I think um, he died at like 45, 46. Yeah, remember wow. hearing that. All right, Rob Kardashian. Rob Kardashian, dude, he's cashing in. Keeps selling all. Gets getting all these crazy trading cards. He's making good really? dough. Yeah, really cool. You know what's funny? He had an idea. I know you never watched the Kardashians. He had no. an idea on that show. To make designer socks. I thought it was the dumbest thing I ever heard. And now people all the, all time, the time are wearing designer socks. All the time. And by the way, Chris fucking Jenner ripped Claremont High School. On, uh, I was watching the relationship between Chris and Bruce on one of those channels. Yeah, what did she say the about there? She said she basically she was raised as white trash going to Claremont High School. Tell her to clean up her dirty mouth. Uh, Rob Kardashian, 47. 34. Fuck! You weren't even is that close. it? How did he miss by that much? 
Is that it? Yeah, 34. He was that young on that show? Yeah, 34. I felt like he was in his 30s on that show. No. Well, Kim's only like 40. Oh, that's true. I feel like he's worth some dough. I'm going to say $25 million. It says $10 million. Well, it's still pretty good. But the family's worth, uh, well, not counting the, the youngest girl, the family's worth about $500 million. Wow. All right, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. I'll say he's, uh, say he's 58. Really close, 57. 57. Who's I'll, aged well. I mean, not, yeah. not only has he, he it would be different to be 57 and look good, but his face still looks the same way it did in 1986. Am I am I right in saying that he's gotten more likable as years have gone on? Well, it's hard not to, considering he raped a girl in the 80s. Oh, fuck. Remember in Atlanta? Oh, it's like Jesus he was, he was Christ. A teenager. What's going like, on in Atlanta, man? <laughs> that kid's going to Atlanta tomorrow. God damn. <laughs> um, I think Rob Lowe's worth... I think Rob Lowe's worth some dough, man. He I'm going to say he's worth $40 million. More than that, man. $100 million. No kidding. Wow. $100 million. One of your favorites. You'll see him at the Kings games. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's great. King season ticket holder. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, More money than I thought, by the way. Let's say he's 66. 70. No kidding. Well, he's with Goldie Hawn. Let's say he's worth $60 million. $100 million, No kidding. Yeah. Wow. How about that? All right, here we go. Five random questions all over the place. Okay. Who would win in a fight between Joe Musgrove, Manny Machado, Trent Grisham? Uh, Machado. You think so? Musgrove's pretty good, though. I, see, Musgrove, I think, is a little tough. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like Manny. I'm surprised. I'm going to go Trent Grisham. I don't know why. Really? I like that. I'm going to go with the lefty. He probably would have been third on my list. I don't think people like expect it. to get in a fight with the southpaw. No. Your, your feet. You don't know where to put your feet. Speaking of which... <laughs> Speaking of which, you'll see it today on Twitter, and then we'll get to it. 31 years ago tonight, one of the greatest fights of all time, Meldrick Taylor, Julio Cesar Chavez won. I was lucky enough to be at that fight. It's the fight, Dave, that was stopped with two seconds left. Richard Steele stopped the fight. Don't let anybody ever tell you that Richard Steele is the reason for that fight. The reason for that fight is the most overrated trainer in the history of boxing, a big fucking loudmouth named Lou Duva, who was the trainer of Mel Taylor. When Mel Taylor got, first off, they told Mel Taylor going into the final round that he was losing the fight, which is the absolute worst thing you could do to do that. Because with two closed eyes, and he'd already swallowed a pint of blood against a very healthy and re-energized Julio Cesar Chavez, who knew... In a crowd, that crowd was so pro-Chavez, it was unbelievable, the electricity in the Hilton that night. Chavez had his second uh, wind, and he knew he had a win. Mel Taylor couldn't see, and fucking Lou Duva, that asshole, told him, you got to go out and win this round. Chavez, in the most insane thing I've ever seen live, with 10 seconds ago, about 15 seconds ago, drops Meldrick Taylor in the corner. As Mel Taylor struggles to his feet, that fat fuck Lou Duva (laughs) climbs up to the apron and starts running, which you cannot see on camera, starts running towards Meldrick Taylor. As Richard Steele is in his face counting five, six, seven, a disoriented Meldrick Taylor looks to see why is my trainer running at me when Richard Steele is saying, can you go on? Mel Taylor's looking at Lou Duva. Can you go on? Mel Taylor doesn't answer him. The fight's waved off with two seconds. Jim Lampley, an atrocious call. Love Lampy, horrible call. Uh, 
you're going to see Lou Duva go crazy. No, you're going to see Lou Duva cost his guy an incredible win. Fuck that, but one of the all-time greatest fights I've ever been at. I and kudos to Julio Cesar Chavez, who absolutely deserved the win. And complete disaster by Lou Duva, who fucked his guy over. Sorry. Feel better? Yeah. So Waited 31 years to say this. Oh, terrible. <laughs> All right, couple would-you-rathers. Would you rather get up early or stay up late? Oh, stay up late, 100%, every day of the week. <laughs> There's never a time in your life when you have to get up early. That is funny. Would you rather ask for help or figure it out yourself? Figure it out yourself. Fuck it. I'd rather ask have someone it. just do it for me. Well, that's true. <laughs> there you go. Would you rather be rich and famous or just rich? Oh, just rich. I knew you'd say that. Yeah. Yeah. It, Jeff does not like attention. No. 100%. Um, Which one would you take? I'd tell you, rather but just be rich. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I like my privacy. Um, would you rather spend the day inside or outside? Outside. I knew you'd say that too. Yeah. I spent two weeks inside. It makes you fucking crazy. <laughs> it makes you crazy. But you've always been that way. I always say that. You're yeah. a guy that likes to drive. Like, yeah. if, if it paid really well, you'd be a hell of an Uber driver. Yeah. I, that, uh, you have Hulu? No, I don't. You ask me that all the time. I I'm still sorry. don't have Hulu. Or Amazon Prime, right? I have Amazon Prime. All right. There's some crazy shit there, but I'm not a big Francis McDormand fan. Are you? The lady no. from uh, Fargo? No. But there's this, there's this movie that's getting a lot of Academy Award attention, like Nomadland, where it's all these people that kind of their city shuts down. They live yeah. in a van. I don't know. Like, I couldn't do that. That kind of depressed me. Made me sad. But yeah, I like moving around. God dang it. It's funny you say that. I, I used to not mind going out. Like I was I was talking yeah. to someone about season tickets today because we're kind of talking about Steve and Paul's package. Yeah. Where they Whoa. have I think clean it up. Pause. Pause. <laughs> what? I think it's I think they have Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, something like that. Yeah. The way it breaks down. And I said, Man, Sunday in San Diego is a tough day to commit yeah. to. Yeah, you can't. You know, because yeah. Sunday's a lot of days where you go, man, the weather's really nice. I'd rather not be sitting at, at Petco. Yeah. I'd like to be able to, if I'm going to watch the game or listen to the game, I still have the option of doing something else during that day. But um, we, anyway, we're, we're going through the whole thing. It was in San Diego and the weather, and there's always that feeling of let's go do something outside. Yeah. And then I was I was talking to a buddy of mine who's doing a dating apps. And, oh, boy. And, and, <laughs> you go, oh, boy. And they're doing dating apps, and I was like, fuck. I go, if I put it on a dating app, I literally, I think, would be at the point yeah. Hey, I stay home a lot and watch a lot of baseball. Yeah, watch baseball. <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell would deal with me? Yeah, I'm happy to leave the house on Sundays. And I love by Hawaiian rolls with butter. I mean, that kind <laughs> there of. There you go. <laughs> Who's in? Who's in? <laughs> hey, I want to. <clears throat> I think. Did we get through all the random yeah, questions? Yeah, we're done. We're done. Hey, I want to end this way. It's kind of a drag, but I, I have to do it. Um, we are not here next week. Saturday is the two year anniversary of the day we lost my friend Erica Lee. Erica Lee. Uh, Anybody who listens to the show knows that in 2018, when I had moved out of my house, man, I was at the lowest of the low when she came into my life in June of that year. I mean, I've talked about it. That's when we were on, I was on fucking Lexapro. There were days when I was ready to park my car and walk across the border into Mexico and just fucking give up. And she came into my life, and, and Dave will confirm this, man. She single-handedly played such a part as Dave did, as Stevie Woods did, and, and a few others in putting me back together. She impacted me in a short period of time like nobody I ever knew. And it absolutely broke my heart that I was not able to do for her what she did for me. In December of 2018, she had 
a life-changing experience, and it took her to a level of darkness that she couldn't escape. And the saddest thing that I've ever heard is when she told her cousin, Pam, who's become a very close friend of mine, Erica said to Pam, I know a thousand people that would say they love me. Unfortunately, none of them are myself. And March 20th, uh, 2019 is one of the worst days in my life when I got a text message from her phone saying, Jeff, this is Erica's mother. We lost her last night. Suicide leaves a void that, Dave, I've said to people, it doesn't get any bigger. It doesn't get any smaller. It is just there. It's there every day. I think about her every day. I miss her every day. I'm so incredibly devastated by her loss because absolutely gorgeous, smart, funny, and saw something in me that I had no longer seen, and I miss her so much. It's why I end so many different tweets and texts with checking on a friend. I can tell you I did check in on a friend. I checked on her a lot. I checked in on her. She knew she was loved. But unfortunately, she made a decision that a lot of us still struggle to come to grips with, and I miss her. Tuesday is that anniversary. For anybody that thinks somebody who has committed suicide quit, fuck you. You don't know shit. You don't know what they were going through. And so for you to sit in your glass house and and cast stones, go fuck yourself. Nobody wants to hear it. All I'm going to say is this. If any of you are struggling, if any of you feel like you're alone, if any of you feel like you are not loved anymore, you fucking DM me anytime you want. DM me. I I mean, Dave, honestly, there's parts where I've almost tweeted out my cell number. Oh, Jesus. No, seriously. Just to say, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to claim to be a doctor. I'm not going to claim to have the answers. But if there's just what I've always said, what we always say on this show, I said it to Stevie Woods the other day. If you go through life and you know at least one person has your back, you can get through it. It takes a long walk, and it's not easy. Believe me, I've been there never at the point of suicide. But if you know one person has your back, then I think you can maybe put the left foot in front of the right foot. Always know this. Dave has your back. I have your back. And just hang in there. But for Erica, we love you every day. We miss you every day. And hopefully, Godspeed wherever you are. We'll see you soon. All right. We'll leave it right there. Sorry.